Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Melissa Kirscher and Wendy Bowlesby. Listeners to Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I am Melissa and I'm coming to you from Fantastic Fest 2023, day seven. And oh my god, I am so goddamn tired. Uh, once again, I'm recording in my car, it's just me, and uh, it is 1.30 in the morning, which makes it an early night for me this week. And I had a full day of movies that I will tell you about. So first of all, uh, the 11 a.m. slot today was a movie called Mancunian Man. It is a documentary um, by a fellow named Jake West. Now, I did meet Jake West earlier in the week. Uh, Cargill introduced me to him, and he is delightful, and we get along like gangbusters. I've got his card, and he has goaded me into finishing an art project that I've been uh, waiting to do for a long time, specifically a necklace of barrel of monkeys uh, plastic pieces. Anyway, uh, I, I ordered the parts from Amazon while he was watching, so he is making sure I'm going to do it. But anyway, back to his film, Mancunian Man um, is a documentary about a guy in Manchester, England. Uh, he was kind of a a local I wouldn't say outsider artist but he was definitely uh uh one of those guys who was a a local artistic soul who uh kind of for around 10 years he basically made his own movies so he was sometimes like a songwriter and sometimes just, you know, doing bodybuilding stuff and all that. But basically he was a uh, big, handsome man with a lantern jaw and a, a fit physique. And he decided he wanted to make uh, genre movies in Manchester for basically no money. And so for about 10 years, this is what he did. And there were like sci-fi films and spy films and action films and stuff like that. And it's a very fine documentary about this guy. And they basically talk to everybody around him. And it's, it's a very sweet documentary. And boy, the footage. Oh, oh, my friends, the footage. These are, uh, like I said, no budget movies. They, uh, it's impressive what the locals did with zero resources, but wow, this stuff is, uh, cheesy and glorious. And there's one of them where somehow they managed to get Charles Gray. Yes, Charles Gray, as in Rocky Horror Picture Show, uh, uh, James Bond villain Charles Gray just appears in one of them. So... 
Uh, anyway, uh, it's a documentary, which means it has a high likelihood of being available soon because uh, streaming networks tend to pick up documentaries very easily. So uh, look out for Mancunian, man. It's, uh, it's really a ride. So the second movie of the day, my dear listeners, is When Evil Lurks. And this one got a lot of good buzz during the first half of the festival, so I decided to go check it out. And it is a solid horror movie. Uh, it is an Argentinian film uh, set in rural Argentina where uh, it starts out with these two brothers, uh, uh, older guys, uh, who are living on a, a ranch in rural Argentina. And they go over to the neighbor's house and they're... The, the family there uh, is dealing with a guy who is, quote, rotten. Uh, rotten meaning he is possessed by a demon. And this is apparently something that has uh, happened before in the region. So it's like, uh, uh, it, they talk about people who are rotten like, a disease and this is uh the demon possession happens like a disease so like if you're in contact with somebody who is rotten you have to like leave and burn your clothes and get away as fast as possible uh unless unless you risk being taken over and so there is a rotten person in the house and um uh, they, t they try to deal with it themselves rather than uh, calling in a professional. And hijinks ensue. Um, it is a very serious and uh, often gruesome, uh, I mean, like really graphic and gruesome horror movie. And uh, very nicely tense and uh, quite good. I did think it went about one scene too long because it had a really great endpoint, like just just about at the end. It's like there, that's your ending. Cut, 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 cut. But no, it goes it goes a little longer and ties up a couple of extra threads. And it's like, oh, you, you didn't need that. But anyway, when evil lurks, that's one to uh, catch if you are a horror fan. Uh, in the third slot today. I saw a movie called The Fantastic Gollum Affairs, which is a Spanish movie. It is kind of an absurdist comedy. Um, if you have seen movies by Quentin Dupieux, it was kind of like that, like a Spanish Quentin Dupieux movie. But the uh, concept of this one is there's a schlubby guy who is our main character and his friend, uh, they are playing charades on a rooftop on like the top of a, an apartment building, a very tall building. And they're playing charades, movie charades, and they're going back and forth. And finally the friend strips completely naked and is enacting King Kong and he falls off the building. And as he, as he meets the ground, or rather the, the roof of a car, because as you do, that's what happened in movies. You always land on a car. He shatters like he's made out of porcelain. So, uh, right there, you know you're not uh, dealing with a, a very 
realistic movie, I suppose. Uh, so it's kind of absurdist to the point where there is a uh, a gag involving falling pianos, which made me complete all-out belly laugh like I haven't done in a long time. So it's very funny. It's very weird. It's kind of a mess. It doesn't seem to uh, have a through line that is really strong, but there are individual gags that are pretty hilarious. And also, lots of full frontal... There's a lot of male nudity in it for some odd reason. Uh, and also a lot of queer representation. So that's that's a thing. And then next, now we're into real prime time area here. Uh, time slot number four today. Secret screening. I got into the secret screening again. And so this is the fourth secret screening of the festival. Uh, the first one was Saltburn. The second was, hell, do I even remember that far back? The third one was Dogman, Luc Besson's Dogman. And now the, the great mystery, the last, the fourth secret screening was Saw 10 or Saw X, depending on uh, how you want to put that. So it being a Saw movie, as soon as it was... <laughs> It was a packed theater. They packed a couple theaters for it. As soon as it was announced that it was a Saw movie, uh, probably a good third of the movie theater I was in cleared out. Because, <clears throat> you know, there are many reasons for that. First of all, there are some people who don't want to watch a Saw movie for whatever reason. Main one being they're very gruesome. Not everybody's up for that, and that's fair. Uh, there's also the they don't want to watch yet another Saw movie, and they've had enough Saw in their life. That's fair, too. Uh, they don't necessarily want to watch a tenth sequel of anything, which is also fair, too. But I stayed put, uh, even though I'm not really a Saw fan. I've seen a few of the movies, and, you know, ah, ah. I stayed put. I had a salad and uh, watched Saw 10, and uh, I didn't hate it. Um, it, it was uh, diverting enough. I found uh, the, the tech that they took interesting enough to be engaged with it. And, uh, of course, the main star of any Saw film is the death traps, or puzzles, as it's uh, set up to be in the movies. So the, uh, if you've never seen a Saw film... Uh, it struck the the big villain sets people it sets bad people up in these kind of death traps where they they are forced to make a choice. They can uh, either sit and wait for the horrific death, or they can try to free themselves. Uh, but in order to free themselves, they have to uh, do something horrific in order to escape. So, for instance. Uh, the one that's, uh, there's one shown in the opening of Saw 10 where, um, somebody who was, uh, he, he sees a janitor trying to steal, uh, stuff from an invalid in the hospital. And so, um, there, the, the person is put in this chair with these tubes attached to his eyes and, um, he's, he's got... Uh, 
he he's got uh, I can't even remember what sort of device that has to be diffused by like cutting him into himself. Oh, I forgot. No, it's uh, he's got a device that will break his fingers one by one. And so he has to turn this dial to break each one of his fingers or else his eyes get sucked out. You know, that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, it was a Saw movie. Um, I found it interesting. Um, it is uh, basically Jigsaw takes on uh, medical fraud. <laughs> and uh, uh, this one is set before Saw 3 uh, because of a certain character who is in there and uh, who was killed off in Saw 3. Anyhow, um, no shade on the Saw movies, even though I'm not into them. Uh, I am, after all, a Fast and Furious fan. Another uh, uh, franchise that has gone way, way, way past the uh, uh, expected expiry point. And uh, is it also at the 10th sequel? So, yeah, uh, Saw 10. And a um, little added fun. Uh, there was a nice QA with the uh, producers who have been working on the thing since Saw 1. And um, they had brought in uh, the little. They're, they had a mechanical jigsaw puppet that, that rides a little tricycle around the lobby and it occasionally opens up its mouth and cackles. So that was fun. I took a selfie with it. It was great. Uh, I also got a free red bow tie. Pretty great. So yeah, Saw. We, I saw Saw X. And then before I move on, before I move on, I got to address something. Uh, that, uh, let's loop back to Mancunian Man for just for a moment. Uh, because during Fantastic Fest every year, since you're seeing like 35 films in a row, there inevitably starts to be themes that you pick up on because we are pattern recognizing creatures. We as humans like to search for patterns in things that don't necessarily have a pattern. Or, you know, we're just good at recognizing these through lines. And uh, as I was talking about in a previous uh, Fantastic Fest podcast this week, um, a frequent theme every year, the, the running joke is dead dogs because horror movies, dead dogs are a trope, therefore they're... If you're watching Fantastic Fest movies, you're more than likely to see a couple of dead dogs during the course of the week. Well, the as these these uh, trends are forming every year, every once in a while there's one that's really, really specific and it's just bizarre. And we have found what that is. This year... There is a theme, and very literally a theme, uh, a leitmotif, as you may call it. Claude Debussy's Claire de Lune. Everybody, everybody is using Claire de Lune in their movies. I personally have seen at least three movies over the last week that use Claire de Lune. One Percenter has Claire de Lune. Creator. The Creator has Claire de Lune. Cobweb, if I remember right, has Claire de Lune. Uh, oh, Mancunian Man, which is why 
loops back to Mankinian Man. Conan uses Clear to Loon. And I hear also Restore Point and We Are Zombies also use Clear to Loon. That's like uh, one, two, three, four, five, and seven. Seven. There are so many movies using Clear to Loon. It's nuts. So, I mean, Claude Debussy has been dead for a long time. Claire de Lune has been in a uh, 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 public domain for a really long time. Why this year? Why this year do we have Claire de Lune? I don't know. I don't get it. But, you know, hey, it's a great piece of music, so I, I don't mind. It's just really strange. Anyway, now that I've got that off my chest... I will proceed to the Midnighter slot tonight in which I saw a movie called 100 Yards, which is a Chinese movie. It's an action movie. It's a martial arts movie. And I, I as a sucker for martial arts, uh, am all about this movie. Uh, I did not find the plot very intriguing. Um, it didn't grab me, but that's possibly because I am so goddamn tired that I was starting to nod off a little because I am just run down. Uh, try as, as, as great as the action scenes were, it's like, I, I can't, I can't, I can't keep my eyes open. But what I did see, I, I mean, I didn't nod off for any significant point in time, but it was hard to keep focused. But the fight scenes, the fight scenes in 100 yards are fantastic. And in particular, there one of the uh, actresses, it has great, great form. Not just not not like you know, woohoo, foxy lady form, but uh, her her motion and her grace is just stunning to behold. So I really enjoyed that one. Um, I am a bit disappointed because um, trying to, f I tried very hard to find. Uh, information online on like the full cast uh of the movie and such but you know it's a chinese film there's only spotty stuff available online until it gets american distribution so that's where we are and um yeah it was a fun day and i'm going to go sleep i really need sleep so I can wake up again for another 11 a.m. movie tomorrow. Tomorrow is the last day, the final day of Fantastic Fest 2023. Um, I am sad the movies will be over, but I am excited for Friday when I get to sleep. Because <laughs> I will sleep a lot. So, dear listeners, thank you for joining me yet again. Uh... It's been lovely chatting with you tonight, and now I need to go shut off my brain for a little bit. Join us tomorrow, because we will be back one more time for the final day of Fantastic Fest. Have a great night. Bye-bye! Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton. New episodes arrive every Thursday. You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can also visit us at xanaducinema.com, follow us on Twitter at Xanadu Cinema, and like us on Facebook at Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. <laughs>